खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. In Surah Al-Fatihah, Allah Almighty teaches us the prayer of Ghayr al-Mandubi alayhim wa al-Zawaleen that, O oh Allah, do not make us of those who have incurred your displeasure nor of those who have gone astray. And in commentary of this verse, it has been explained in our tafsir that Maghdub refers to those people who did not respect their prophets enough, who disrespected their prophets and underestimated the power and the status that they had. And then al-Zawaleen refers to those who overestimated their prophets. attributed divinity to them worshiped them as if they were gods and exaggerated the abilities that they had and both of these are extremes and they're dangerous extremes now this prayer has been taught to us as muslims not because we're all fear of becoming jews or christians but the quran teaches us these prayers to be mindful of the subtleties of extremes and to stay on the sirat al-mustaqim and so this point applies particularly to khilafat in our time as well But in the same time, people, the same way that people went to these extremes with regards to nubuat, people also go to these extremes to an extent with regards to khilafat in Jamaat Ahmadiyya as well at times. That sometimes people underestimate the Khalifa and do not give him proper respect, which is under the category of Ghairi Ghairi al-Maghrib. And other times there are those who exaggerate the power and the status of the Khalifa and come under a type of leaning towards the category of al-Zawaleen. Now, interestingly. What we find more emphasized at times is a person not showing proper respect to the Khalifa. But as far as the Holy Quran goes, it is al-Dawalin that is far more dangerous. Those who go towards shirk and exaggerating the status of a holy person are those who are more condemned and inclined towards a more dangerous pattern of behavior. So this is something also to be mindful of in our love for Khilafat, and in particularly in the series of dars that we've had in preparation for the coming of Hazur. and also recognizing the balance that there is in expressing and having the love that we have for khilafat. So when we look at nubuwwat we have the holy quran describe in detail these two aspects of the status of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In some places people would exaggerate that status and think that he is god or he is like a god and has supernatural powers and they would ask him to perform miracles and they would expect things of him that are not in the category of a human being. and there the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would remind them that i am only basharun i am only a human being it is only allah who is the creator it is only allah almighty who is the all powerful but then on the other hand for those who would underestimate the status of his prophethood allah almighty would establish the glory of his status the gumara maita is ramaita walakin allah harama it was not you who threw that handful of pebbles but it was allah almighty who threw that countless times the power of allah almighty would be manifested through the hand of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this also applies to khilafat that there are times that people go to both extremes describing these extremes 
on one hand, Hazrat Muslim explains a type of shirk that um, um, he says that Hamari Jamaat ko bhi aise khayalat se bachna chahi baaz logon ko mein dekhta hoon baaz dafa keh dete hain ya likh dete hain ki agar aap dua karenge to wo zarur to wo zarur hi qubool hogi khuda taala badshah hai kisi ka gulam nahi is qisam ke kalimat se allah taala ki hatf hoti hai aur shirk paida hota hai main to kya cheez hoon jin logon ke qadmon ki khaak ke barabar ki main nahi ye rutba unko bhi hasil na tha he says that we should avoid this type of shirk and some people at times write to me and say that if you pray, then it will definitely be accepted. The prayer will be accepted. Zor explains that Allah Almighty is the king. He is not anyone's slave or servant. In these types of words, to say such things is a disgrace to the status of Allah Almighty for that person in his heart. And this is how idolatry is born in people's hearts. The Zor says that I am nothing and I consider myself to be like the dust at the feet of those people who are of far greater status than me. And those people referring to the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Hazrat Masih did not have that status that they attribute to me sometimes. That if you pray, then definitely it will be accepted. So this is one extreme. We should be mindful of it as well. And in the same way that if someone disrespects the Khalifa and does not hold him to his proper status, sometimes we are sensitive and we point out to that person that no, this is disrespectful. And it's a good thing. We should do that. But at the same time, if someone overestimates, exaggerates, that also should be corrected. If, if one end is offensive, then the other end should be offensive as well. We should be balanced in our approach. It's not that we out of respect for a Khalifa, if someone disrespects, then we defend him. But if someone over-respects, then we think that that's some kind of holiness or something to be respectful. That's a type of zalim that we have to be mindful of as well. Now, on the other hand also, that doesn't mean that a person should think that the prayers of the Khalifa are not accepted. In one place of the Muslim one who are describing how Allah Almighty miraculously accepts his prayers in ways that he does not accept, he writes, The Khuda Ta'ala ne apne kai mukhlis bandhu ko ye rutba diya hai, ki wo jab kisi kaam ki mutalik kehte hai ki ho ja, to wo ho jata hai. Kai dafa mere paas khat aate hai, ki fla maksad mein kamiyabi ke liye dua karin. Na jwaab mein likta hoon ki Khuda Ta'ala aapka maksad pura karin. مگر دیکھا یہ جاتا ہے کہ خدا تعالیٰ آپ کا مقصد پورا کرے گا پھر خبر آتی ہے کہ مقصد پورا ہو گیا کئی دفعہ کرے گا کہ الفاظ کو کاٹنے کو دل کرتا ہے لیکن تجربہ نے مجھے بتا دیا ہے کہ وہ خدا تعالیٰ کی طرف سے ہوتا ہے اس لیے اب میں بہت کم ایسا کرتا ہوں غرض اپنے تعلق غرض اپنے متعلق اللہ ماشاء اللہ خدا تعالیٰ کا یہی تصرف دیکھتا ہوں کہ اسی طرح ہوتا ہے اللہ ماشاء اللہ اس لیے کہتا ہوں کہ لفظی الہام کی کئی دفعہ چل جاتا ہے تو قلبی الہام کی بدلے ہوئے حالات میں بدل سکتا ہے یہ حضرت مسلم رضی اللہ عنہ but what I end up writing inadvertently is that Allah Almighty will make it happen. Nazur says that it is my experience that then news comes that that prayer was accepted, that thing ended up happening. And so Nazur says that before I used to think that perhaps I should remove those words that I had inadvertently written, but now I realize that it was Allah Almighty who made me write those words and that becomes a means of the acceptance of prayers. 
So here we see that on one end, Huzur cautions us against shirk, but on the other end, he says that the treatment of Allah Almighty with him is such that even if he mistakenly tells someone that their prayer will be accepted, then Allah Almighty makes it happen out of respect and out of that love for that Khalifa and for establishing the respect of that Khalifa in the hearts of people. So this is also the other aspect of acceptance of prayers. So these are the two ends of the spectrum. Now, on a practical level, why is it important that we remain in the sirat mustaqim on this issue? The reason is that when a person goes to either of these two extremes, they fail to benefit from that khilafat and from that nubuat. In fact, most of the times when people go to extremes, it's a deliberate, if not passive, attempt to save themselves from obedience to the khalifa or obedience to the messenger of Allah. For example, when people give less respect to a prophet of God or to a khalifa, then they ignore his commandments. They don't take what he says seriously. They don't consider it to be necessary to obey. And so when they underestimate the khalifa, it is an expression of their own unwillingness to obey. So they say that we don't have to listen to him, we don't have to obey him, his words don't have importance. But on the other hand, those who give too much respect, they also fail to benefit from the advice of the khalifa. Because then they exaggerate the status of a khalifa to become more than a human. They can't relate to him. But when a person sees the example of that khalifa, then they think that he's a different species. He's not like us. He's not a human in the same sense that we are. And so when we don't treat the Khalifa as a human being, but we consider him to be like a species of angels, then we can't follow his example. The Holy Quran, that's why it said that Allah Ta'ala does not send angels as messengers, he says it's human beings, so that they can be an example for us. So if we exaggerate the status of Khalifa, sometimes it comes from Satan to prevent us from following his example, to say that, well, those words are for people who are in a different standard and a different level. His example and his actions are for a different type of species or a different category altogether. And so in that way, by giving too much respect to a Khalifa, a person also ends up losing any benefit from the example of that Khalifa and the advice of that Khalifa. So these are both extremes. So this is one of the harms of going to those extremes. Then another harm is also that when a person exaggerates that respect, then they are not able to empathize. But we are not able to empathize with Allah Almighty, obviously. So empathy is a part of love, but it doesn't apply to our love for Allah Almighty. Because Allah Ta'ala is our creator. He's free from all faults. But still Allah Ta'ala willed that we should have a spiritual love for a master with whom we can empathize. And in order to empathize, there has to be an appreciation of the humanity of that individual. So to have an empathetic love for the Khalifa that comes from a different position and has a different type of warmth to it, there it is also necessary to recognize the humanity of the Khalifa. And to exaggerate that humanity will deprive us of that love again. So here we have another example of going to, ex to extremes in Maghrib and Dualim. So the lesson that Allah Ta'ala has taught us in Surah Al-Fatiha is the Sirati Mustaqeem in our love and in our obedience to the Prophets of God and the Khalifa. And so when we're expecting and preparing for a visit from Huzur, then these are many points that arise that we prepare for a mulaqat with Huzur. We prepare to meet with Huzur to benefit from his presence. And all these preparations are made with a perception in mind, a perception of the status of the person who we are going to meet. And those preparations can be altered and kind of twisted in some ways because of an underestimation or an overestimation. And in that way, we can lose the benefits of the ideal way that we can benefit from the presence of Huzur and the presence of our Khalifa. So having this balanced approach is one that leads to a beautiful love for Khilafat 
which is filled for a reverence in the fact that he is the appointee of Allah Almighty in this earth and also an empathy and that he is a human being like ourselves who is on whom Allah Ta'ala has placed this burden and whose daily life is an example for us on what we can follow in being an ideal person in the way that we serve Allah Almighty and serve the Jama'at. So <coughs> these points will end today's darus and if anyone has any questions then we can address them briefly. I have one question. Mm -hmm. No, you initially mentioned about the like the, uh, So, you mentioned about that uh, prophets are asked to do miracles, mm -hmm. but uh, we do hear about the miracle of Shakul Kamar of who the prophet of Islam So, mm -hmm. could you put light on that? Mm -hmm. um, so, the if a prophet of God is asked to do a miracle, then it is not within the power of any prophet of God to show a miracle. So this is why in principle the answer is always that Allah Almighty is the all-powerful. You know, the Prophet وسلم, was told to say SubhanAllah, that Allah is, that holy is Allah, that I am only a human being and I am only a man. But that doesn't mean that if a Prophet is asked for a miracle, then as a special sign at that time, Allah Ta'ala cannot manifest a miracle at that time as, a, as an answer for prayers. So this is the distinction that's made that um, is a principle the miracles are not performed on demand and the general answer is this answer which is given in the Quran but that general answer does not rule out the exception either You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudamal Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA. Somebody.